Hey guys, it's Pastor Al. I want to thank you for tuning in to Catch Fire Podcast. And I want to tell you, man, we've been getting some great responses from different people who've been tuning in on all the platforms, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, from literally all over the world. Different people who are saying, keep it going. Keep pouring out. Keep talking to leaders. Keep sharing your knowledge and your revelation with the entire world. So many leaders are commenting, saying, hey, listen, man, we're getting ideas about leadership. We're growing in our leadership. We're getting excited about leadership. And I couldn't be more excited than I am today about today's topic because we're going to be talking about the thing that makes everything go. We're going to be talking about prayer. And in a moment, we're going to be jumping into a conversation that I had with my good friend, Matthew Thompson from Jubilee, Boston. Pastor Matthew is a man that is totally committed to the ministry of prayer. And I want to tell you that when I came to know Matthew a number of years ago, what God had fueled in his prayer life certainly rubbed off on me and many, many others. He's a tremendous blessing because he's totally committed to invading the throne room of God and knowing the Lord in his power. And I think as leaders, that's what we need to do. We need to get into the throne room. A lot of times when we pray, we're asking God for supplication. We're asking the Lord to move in our lives. But when you really tap into what prayer is, you don't go into his throne room to ask for things. You go into his throne room to say, Lord, give me marching orders. Tell me what to do. Tell me how to lead. Today, we're going to be talking about atmosphere. We're going to be talking about setting an atmosphere of prayer, not only in our homes, not only in our leadership, but in our families and in everywhere we go. So I'm so excited about this conversation that I had with my good friend, Matthew Thompson from Jubilee. I want you to get stirred up, get ready, get a notepad, write some things down. I know your leadership's going to catch fire today. Let's jump right into the conversation with Pastor Matthew Thompson here on Catch Fire. talk about atmosphere mm-hmm. prayer sets the atmosphere but how important is atmosphere maybe you could talk about yeah man i mean to me atmosphere is everything because the seed of the word of god is an incorruptible seed right but the seed planted in the right soil conduces for the right at, in the right atmosphere will produce something yep. so there are people like our children, right? It's like the seed of the word of God is in them. We know that they're in because we've placed it in them. But if they're not in the right atmosphere, oh, in the right environment, then the seed cannot birth. The seed cannot produce. The seed cannot come forth. And so it's our responsibility as pastors, as leaders, as fathers to create atmospheres. Like for instance, in my church, right. You walk into my sanctuary, there's worship music playing. Oh, yeah. Constantly. Absolutely. To, to, to continue the right. atmosphere of worship. Or in my home, you That's walk into my, my house, there's worship Alexa music. Alexa works overtime in my house. So she's on all day. We should pay her. <laughs> Alexa's working. Why? You're trying to create atmosphere. All day. You, you sit in my car, as soon as you come up, you're not going to hear a bunch of crazies. No. You're going to hear an atmosphere right. of worship. Why? Because I'm trying to create 
an environment where the seed of the word of God Jesus. that's inside of me can actually produce something Jesus. and produce fruit that will remain. Man, yes, good. Not just fruit that you get. And some people, they're just, they're so consumed with the seed and they're not necessarily understanding that they're both seed and soil. Good Lord. Let me, let me just stop here because the thing about it is so powerful. And I want to say something about atmosphere too, is that there's a readiness that comes with it. Yes, because good. when you're walking in a spirit of prayer and your atmosphere is constantly set, then yeah. you're always ready to minister. Yes. Yes. And this is what the Bible teaches. Yeah. As pastors, as leaders, yeah. we should always be ready to minister, always be ready to pray for the sick, always be ready to lead someone to Christ, yes. always be ready to encourage. I mean, right? It's 100% true. 100% <laughs> true. And that's why most people, so here's the thing. So I, on the back of this jacket, you can't see it. It says house of prayer. Yes. Because what happens is that most people, they only think that those things can happen in church. Oh, Lord. And, Let's go. And that is a place that's sanctified for of that course, to happen. Absolutely. But you are the church. Yes. And every place where your feet tread, we talked about this here, every place where your feet tread, yeah. which means that you have the opportunity to step into a place and shift an atmosphere just because of who you are. Absolutely. And so in actuality... We should light up every room. Exactly. In actuality, you are the church. Your home right now is the church. Yeah. The church is the... See, people escape the hell to go to church. They escape their homes. That is crazy yeah. to go to church. Well, how about if you are the church, your home is the yes, church, yes, and then yes, you're going yes, to church, yes. and that is the church. And all of those atmospheres are conducive for the miraculous. You're preaching, brother. All those atmospheres are created for you yep. to be everything that God has called you to be, but not just you. Mm-hmm. But every person that's connected to you, mm-hmm. that is in, that is connected to that atmosphere, right? Because the anointing is transferable. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, what we were able now to. Now you're preaching. Yeah, well, you're, you know, <laughs> we're flowing together here. Come but, on, somebody. But I think this is so important because it's so overlooked in yeah. leadership. Yeah. A lot of times, we're, we're so focused on business models. We're so focused. On a, we were talking earlier about the <laughs> rowboat, right? And how so many leaders are rowing in the boat when they have a sail mm-hmm. that they can just prop up. Yep. And it's not that we need more laborers; it's yeah. that we need more wind. Yeah, the wind of God. The wind of God. Yeah. And and ask Lord, Lord, I need your wind, Lord. If 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 you don't come, we won't move. Woo. We're desperate for the window. We're desperate for a touch. We're desperate for a move. And there are so many ministries, and they're successful ministries. They're just trying to build the muscle to just row more or to get more people to row. Let's get more rowers. And we and we need more rowers. But how about if you're rowing and the wind of God Good comes? Lord. So one of the things that my dad says to me all the time, he says, son, I want you to pray like it's all God. And work like it's all. Yeah, right. that's how I say that. So that I think I posted a, that. The other day. <laughs> we, we talked that same language. There's a language to this. There's thing. a language. There's a synergy between praying unless the Lord builds the house. Right. Labors in vain. So Lord, you're going to do your part. There's a part that I have to do as well. Absolutely. But I don't want to exclude you from doing your part. No. You know, as pastors, um, we have so many responsibilities. Mm. You know, we have responsibilities with business. We have responsibilities with uh, leadership. We have responsibilities, you know, in our own marriage. And, and it just goes on. There's so many different responsibilities that we carry as pastors, responsibilities to preach. 
And a lot of times, and I think one of the things that really transformed me is in our church, we used to have a prayer leader. And I introduced you. I know yesterday. where you're going. Yeah, I introduced him yesterday. I go, this is yeah. our prayer leader. <laughs> well, I said this was our old prayer, oh, leader. Old prayer leader, and I said it right in front of him. He knows what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. This is our old prayer leader. Yeah, you know. Yeah. One thing I learned, my father-in-law taught me, my pastor, Pastor Sonny, taught me, is that you can't delegate. Mm -hmm. You cannot delegate what's important. You cannot delegate your own passion. Yeah, and prayer cannot be delegated yeah. and i've learned that it can't be compartmentalized yeah. i mean it has to be yeah. us it's headship my prayer for every leader every pastor anyone that's watching right now that you will become the living embodiment of what you are believing in what you are preaching and what you are standing on that's one of the reasons why i carry this prayer mantle with me yeah i go because i believe that the world needs to see a sermon. Good Lord. Rather than just to hear one. Hearing a sermon is good, but to see a That's sermon, right. to see a life yeah. sacrificed, seeing a life that is committed mm -hmm. to the call of Christ, I think is an incredible picture. Yes. Um, the, the stage, I said this, I think I said this a few weeks ago, the stage requires a message or a song but the altar requires a sacrifice. And so there's a sacrifice of prayer. Right. We used to sing a song back in the day. We bring a sacrifice, sacrifice of praise, praise yeah. into the, the house, house of the Lord. And we offer right. up to you. Well, and these days, it's like. We should bring that song back. But, no, I'm but, but, but these days, you know, it, where's the sacrifice? No, no. Where's that? I mean, right. and, and I get it. COVID, different world, this convenience. But it's like. There's a sacrifice that you bring to the Lord, and we offer it up to... A, it's not a song, it's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice, man. It's not a song, it's a sound. And so I'm in San Diego, and it's 90 degrees outside, and I'm walking around with a blanket. And I'm like, this is hot, man. Why am I... Well, someone walked up to me the other day, and they, and they, and they said, and I was in the mall, and they said, prayer. And they said, and, they said, and I could tell... They looked at me and they were saying, like, you're a man of God. Yep. So it's not just I hear about it. It's not just but no. actually no. that picture, that seat. I'm at the airport and something happened and the line was too long and someone sees me from across. Pastor. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't recognize me. I love that story. Back in the day where I had a hat on, I had my mask. I looked like Spider-Man. Yeah. But they saw the mantle. And they, me and my son went right to the front of the line because it's... It's a sacrifice, yeah. and it's a call, and it's something that the Lord kind of said to me years ago mm -hmm. um, to carry this this mantle as a an example that I'm called to cover yep. my church, to cover my city, to right. cover my wife, to cover my children, the, right. the, the, the names of God that yes. are on them, right. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Sikhanu, Jehovah Megadishim, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rohi, Jehovah yeah. Rapha, Jehovah yeah. Sikhanu, Jehovah Sabiyah, yeah. and there are more, their names of God. Yeah, and I, I feel like people, you know, they're so skeptical these days. You know, yeah. they see something like the mantle. It's, oh, you know, you know we, we live in this whole world where people just, you know, yeah. what's pure is pure to the pure, whatever yeah. is yeah, corrupt yeah. is corrupt to the corrupt. Yeah. But when I, when I think about this mantle, how did you attain it? Tell yeah. me a little bit about how it came. Yeah, about. so what happened was 
Um, a few years ago, our church uh, that my father founded that I uh, succeeded has always been built on the a foundation of prayer. Right. Every morning, five to six, six to seven. Right. And then for many years, I added seven to eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of our campuses yeah. and all of our live campuses. And every day your three. church prays because before pandemic, every day. Every single day yeah. in all of our campuses, mm-hmm. we're praying yeah. there. And um, in our in our campuses, five to six, six to seven, seven to eight, and um, and hundreds would gather, mm-hmm. and powerful time, powerful sacrifice, powerful commitment, and then maybe like four or five, six years ago, the Lord impressed upon my heart to do twenty four hours of prayer, yeah, and to. To build upon the foundation. Yeah, yeah you, you, uh, you yeah, I, will, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I went. I don't know I, if I, I went. I, I, I think you made like 12 hours. I, I did pretty we, good, we, yeah. 12 <laughs> hours is... <laughs> 12 hours a little. But to build upon the foundation that my father had established. And so we started to do 12 hours of prayer. Right. We started doing 24 hours of prayer. Then right. we started to do these things called about midnight, where midnight mm-hmm. from 12, 11 right. To, right. to 3 would be Beautiful. praying. And during that season... One time we were in 24 hours of prayer. I had a prayer mantle that was in my office that was my father's. Mm-hmm. And while I was in the office, I would always put it on me and I would mm-hmm. pray with it at the office. And I'd leave it there and I'd go home. Right. But during this 24 hours of prayer, I was carrying with me the entire 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And when I left, I left the mantle at the church and I went home with, without the mantle. And as I was asleep, I heard the Lord say say to me, "I want I want you to be a picture." That's so good. And so I woke up and I literally went right back to the church. Wow! And I live about twenty five minutes from the church, and I got the mantle, and I've been carrying it ever since. Now I have multiple different variations of that mantle because right. I've given some away. Yeah, I've, you I've, gave me one, and I've and I've designed a few mantles, and it it comes from the story there in Second Kings. Yeah, where Elijah asked Elisha, Elijah the prophet is speaking to Elisha, his spiritual son, not his natural son, his spiritual son, and he asked him, he knows that he's coming to the end of his ministry, and he asked him the question, what can I do for you before I'm taken from here? Mm -hmm. And Elisha says, I want to receive a double portion of your anointing. Right. Most people think that. Oh, spirit, spirit. <laughs> right. There you go. I'm Most sorry. people think anointing, and it's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, 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 Pastor Al, brother, your anointing is yours. There you go. Yeah. You know, you have an anointing that you've gone through some pain in losing a child that has produced anointing. Right. It's a crushing. Right. You know, I know your daughter's gone through a cancer battle, and you fought through it and prayed through that. That established an anointing. Yes, right. You know. You are an anointed prayer warrior and church planter, and you have you have walked in succession mm-hmm. time after time. Right. That's an anointing, right? You know, I have an anointing to believe God for children, right? And see my wife become pr- so. When I lay my hands on on families that are walking and bearing that anointing, yeah. is my no. I have an anointing. My daughter went through some addiction challenges, and I right. prayed her through. That's an anointing. So, I can't have your anointing. You can't have mine. Right. But Elijah said, Elisha says, I want a double portion of your spirit. That's right, spirit. Right. And then Elijah says, You've asked for a very difficult thing, mm. but if you see me when I'm taken from here. And you receive the mantle, the cloak, right? Then you will you will receive it. 
Yeah. And so at that time, Elijah, what he had was like a cloak, which was like a garment that was probably right. made out of animal skin or fur right. or whatever. And he wore it as a garment. Mm-hmm. This is just like a representation of that mantle or that Yes, cloak. absolutely. And when Elijah went up. So there's no power fell. in the actual. Don't touch it. You may. <laughs> no, it's a point of contact. It's a point of contact. It's powerful. And it's a mental, and it's a reminder, really, because I believe yes. that every father should pray for their children every day. Yep. They should cover their children every day, and they should talk to your children every day. Not talk at them, but talk to them. Oh, because man, your true. voice as a father, spiritual father, natural father, that your voice will remind them or unlock something for them to be able to d- discern the voice of God. I hope you guys are feeling what I'm feeling because I feel the power of God in this podcast. And I feel like so many things are being unlocked for people. Yeah. You know, um, when we think of prayer, I know there's people that are tuning in that are hungry. Yeah. There's a hunger. It's almost a borderline desperation for God. Yeah. And to tap into the spirit of God in a way like they've never experienced before. There's a frustration there's a fear, there's an anxiety that needs to be broken in leaders, and it can only be broken through prayer. Now, I know there's people that are watching, and they're saying, you know, Pastor Matthew, um, you're a man of God, you're a man of prayer. How do I Mm -hmm. change? Mm -hmm. I want to change. And I remember, you know, being in my 40s, having done ministry for 20 plus years mm-hmm. and coming to a place of desperation in my own leadership. Mm-hmm. Where I say, God, I, something needs to change. Mm-hmm. Something needs to change in me. I've done all I can in my human strength. Mm-hmm. And some of these people tuning in are leading ministries. Yeah. They're leading families. They're leading churches. How do they change? Now, share with them what you did. What I did. Yeah, share them what you did. Because you, you, you just said it. We were in your office. Right. Because the first thing that you have to do yeah, is you have to you have to recognize, okay, Lord, like mm-hmm. I've been walking this way for a long time. It's good, man. And I gotta change. I gotta repent. Not repent from my sins, because right. you're saved. You love the Lord. You're not right. repenting from your sins. You're not. No. You're not turning away from your wicked ways. But no. Lord, I repent because maybe there's another way. Maybe there's more that you have for me. Right. And for some reason, I've been so busy doing Martha work. Well, yeah, and, and I'm think, not seated at the feet <laughs> and doing Mary work. Well, I think that for me and uh, also my wife, uh, like I said, I was in that position in my leadership. And I remember one Sunday I went up there just so hungry for God mm. and just going through so much personally yeah. and going through, you know, having coming out of these heavy storms yeah. and coming out of these heavy uh, tests and trials that I'd been through. We'd both been through. Mm. And I remember going up there, and it was planned. Mm. I planned it. I mm. prayed it through. Mm. I wrote it in my sermon. Mm. And I went up. There was an inspiration. It wasn't something that I was spur of the moment thing. Yeah. It was planned. It was strategized. Yeah. And I went in front of my whole church, and I repented. Mm. And I asked them for forgiveness. Mm. And I said, I want you to forgive me if I've ever hurt you with my words, mm-hmm. if I've ever neglected you if I had never been there for you mm. at your greatest time of need, mm. if, I had ne- if I had passed you in the hallway and never shook your hand, mm. 
if I had ever, if you had ever felt any negativity toward, from me towards you, and I'm talking about, you know, you're talking about 800, 900 people yeah, in the yeah, sanctuary. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I said, I ask you for your forgiveness. Mm. And I ask you to forgive me. And I mentioned to them that I want to change. Yeah. And I'm going through a change in my life yeah. as a pastor and as a leader. And yeah. something was unlocked yeah. there yeah. in the hearts of every single man and woman and child that was in the church. Yeah. And it wasn't many days after that where yeah. I could only describe it as open heaven mm. and literal downpour of revival mm. based on a cry from us mm. as his people mm. that burned in our church for two years mm where there was not one dry eye in the place that mm. morning, mm. tears flowing in the back row, mm. people texting me mm. all week, came up to me after service, hugging me, we love you, mm. we, we thank God for you, mm. we're sorry. People were asking me for forgiveness. Mm. It was so mm. heavy, Matt. And you, and you said this to me one time. You said, you said it's never too late. Mm, that's right for a leader to it's never too late and i and i and that was something during that time where i felt like it was too late yeah there's so many times that the enemy wants us to feel like it's too late to do mm -hmm. anything mm -hmm. you know you're past your prime or you, mm -hmm. you you know you're not effective anymore or mm -hmm. the church can't change mm -hmm. and it was in that season that god very specifically told me yeah. it's never too late to change uh -huh. I don't care how much ministry you know. I don't mm -hmm. care how much you've done. I don't care how much you've done, how long you've been married. It's never too late mm -hmm. to change. And I begin to share that with people. Yeah. It's never too late to change. Yeah. It's never too late to change. Yeah. And once again, True. just locks are being broken. <laughs> so what happened was that you became the message. Mm. You became the word becoming flesh. Mm. And actually coming alive you became the embodiment of the word if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek the face of god turn from their wicked ways then i will hear from heaven forgive their sins heal their land most people when they think of that passage they only think of wicked ways as something that is but no you you're saved, you're a leader, you're a, you're a pastor, you're a leader. But there were some things within you that the right. Lord the Lord exposed to you. And then right. you said, Lord, man, and you turned. That's the part. And he heard from heaven. See, and that's the part. That's the part that people miss. Yeah, yeah. They repent, but they don't turn. They don't turn. And that's the part. That's the key. That's turning the lock. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's the part. That's the part where we as leaders, yeah. yes, we repent. Yeah. But we don't ask our brother for forgiveness. What right. did Jesus say? He says, if you right. have uh, ought in your heart toward yeah, your yeah. brother yeah. and unforgiveness in your heart, yeah. your prayers are not going to go past the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's the part yeah. that we miss. Yeah. And there are some pastors, there are some leaders that just need to repent because they have not prioritized prayer. Mm. They haven't prioritized like the kingdom. They haven't prioritized. They've prioritized strategies they prioritize business. Mm. They prioritize work. But they haven't prioritized the kingdom. Mm. And so Matthew 6.33 must become who they believe and what, what, they, what they are. And that is that seek first the kingdom. It's a, it's a formula. Seek first the kingdom plus his righteousness. Right. Equals all these things will be added. And 
as a leader, it's not too late. Al said it, it's not too late. It's not too no. late to repent. It's not too late to say, Lord, I've missed it. It's not too late to say, Lord, help me. It's not too late to say, Lord, teach me how to pray yeah. again. It's not too late to say, Lord, right. take me back to where I first believed you. Right. It's, it's never too late. And when it comes to prayer, you're never going to learn everything. No. He said, teach Teach us to pray. Teach us how to pray. That is a lifelong journey. It's a journey. You're going to be praying on your deathbed. I hope so. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we're going to be in the final stages of our life mm -hmm. saying prayers that are totally different mm -hmm. and accessing God in a way mm -hmm. that is totally different mm -hmm. than ev any other phase yeah. of our life. It's good. Teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. Jesus pray. And um, there are many different um, manuals or many different, you know, guides or many mm -hmm. different. I mean, I, I actually just recorded a prayer album yeah. um, just to kind of help people right, with right, prayer right. language, to right. help people with an atmosphere. I right. wrote a book entitled When You Pray, where there's this collection of prayers yes. to get you to start to yes. get the language. People of, need that. People need that. We need that. And it's never too late. No. And and it's necessary. Yes. It is vital for not just you, but for every person that is connected to you. Beautiful. When you pray, mountains move. When you pray, all of heaven stands at attention. When you pray, you can say, give me this mountain. That's so good, man. <laughs> Take well, the mountain, y'all. Th this is good. <laughs> and um, I just feel the spirit of God is moving so strong. Uh, teach us to pray. Te teach us to pray, Lord. Teach us to change. It's never too late. It's good. We we want to be praying leaders. We want to. We don't want to have a a prayer life. We want to have a life of prayer. Um, there are different ways to pray, and I want to close with this. Sure. There's postures to prayer. Mm -hmm. Break it down. Teach <laughs> the people the postures of prayer. Break it down. Just give us a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are several postures. There are several patterns of prayer. The one that I love the most, the one that I follow the most. Is there? It's the Lord's Prayer, of course. Found there in Matthew, where you know the Lord says, "When you pray, this is how you ought to pray." Right. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So that first section of prayer there is you're worshiping the Lord, yes, just around the names of God. Mm -hmm. Our Father, who art and Lord, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for being my Jehovah Jireh, my provider, Jehovah Shammah, very present help, my Jehovah Nisi, you're my banner, Jehovah Jehovah Shalom, you are my peace, mm -hmm. Jehovah Sidkenu, you're my righteousness, Jehovah Medgadishim, you're my sanctifier, Jehovah Shammah, you're my very priority. Said that Jehovah Sabiath, you fight my battles. Jehovah Rohi, you're my shepherd. Right. Jehovah Rapha, you're my healer. Lord, I worship you around your name. Yeah. You are our Father who art in heaven. He wants to be your Father. He wants you to call him Abba. Mm -hmm. He wants you to spend time thanking him just because of who he is, so good. not because of what he's done. We've right. heard people say before, if you don't do another thing for me, you've done enough. That's right. If you can literally say that, you know that he's a good father. Right. He's going to give more to you, but he just wants you, he wants to know that you love him just because. So that's the first section. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
The second section is, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. During that section of your prayer, what you're doing is you're praying, Lord, I want your kingdom to come. I want your will to be done. Lord, if there is something that you want to pray through me, if there's something that you want to do through me, we sing this song, Open the eyes of our heart. I want to see you. It's one thing to see the Lord. It's another thing to hear him. It's another thing to see the world the way that he sees the world. So during that section of prayer, man, I'm waiting on the Lord because Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for the Lord to give me language Mm -hmm. for who I want. There's a lot of times in those seasons where the Lord will lay you on my heart and I'm praying a prayer that heaven wants to respond, that heaven wants to release upon the earth. So our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, number one. Number two, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Yes. You want the heaven's agenda to be your agenda, not your agenda to be heaven's. Come on, man. Okay? Then give us this day our daily bread. Now we know man shall not live by bread alone, alone. but by every word that proceeds the mouth of yeah. God. This is during the time of your prayer where you're praying for your daily needs. Right. You're praying for your wife. You're praying for your children. You're praying so for your good. church. You're praying for your career. You're praying for your job. <laughs> you're so praying good, for your yeah. daily things that you That's need. Right. Maybe you're praying for your daily challenges. You're yeah. praying for people that are, you yeah. know, bothering you. Right. Yeah. Whatever you need daily. I'm trying to keep that section of the prayer short. <laughs> <laughs> God, he's met all my needs, man. He's been too good. I don't got yes, that many Lord, needs. Our daily bread. And forgive us our debts and we forgive those yeah, that's So part. now we're praying. Then we're praying for forgiveness. Yeah. Lord, if there's someone that you need me to forgive, yes. or if there's someone you need me to walk in forgiveness, um, uh, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us yes. from the evil one. It's a protection. Protection. Then for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory of ever. So you, you start with worship. You end, end with, with worship. worship. That's, That's so one of the patterns. There's also the pattern of the tabernacle. Yes. There's the patterns of the axe prayer. Yeah. There are patterns where you can take yeah. scriptures. I love praying Psalm 84. Yeah, yes. I love praying Psalm 91. I love the Psalms. I where pray I the Psalms. take the Psalms and each one of the verses mm-hmm. I pray. And there's several different. But the important thing is that you find a pattern and you establish that pattern. And you use that pattern to get in the presence. And like, like you said, there's multiple patterns. Multiple patterns, multiple patterns, multiple postures, manifold God. Yeah, you can man. you can kneel, you can sit, you can walk, you yep. can lay down, yep. you can run. I mean, you can jump. I mean, yep. there's so many different ways yep. to pray. I like to walk. Yep, and uh, I like and to there's walk. There's a waiting. There's a waiting. There's a waiting. Yes, in the presence. So there's oh, multiple meditation. There's meditation. There you fasting. go. Fasting. We need to do one just on fasting. So next time, I say all the time that you can pray without fasting, but, but you, you can't, can't fast, fast without. without praying Come fast on. without praying is just a diet a water That's, diet yeah no and fasting has been a, a big part of my lifestyle yeah, yeah and i know for you as well yeah. but um there's so much the topic of prayer is unlimited yeah yeah, yeah. teach us to pray because we're going to be praying until we die we're going to be learning about mm-hmm. prayer until we die and it's going to be amazing to go to heaven mm-hmm. and to see all those answered prayers mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. All the people we pray for, they got saved. Mm-hmm. All the miracles that were released mm-hmm. through our prayers, mm-hmm. it's going to be very, very powerful. It's oh, going to be man. a glorious day. And oh, man. All the babies that were delivered because oh, of man. prayer. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's going to be so beautiful. It's one of the things that I'm, there, there are a few things in the world that I'm afraid of. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, not of understanding. 
So I fear the Lord with, with great reverence and sovereignty to him. I'm afraid of dogs. <laughs> because, you know, growing up in Boston, you know, dogs were gangs. And they would they run around without any leashes, you know. <laughs> now, you know, dogs, you, you know, got peppy parks and everyone's in there. But yeah. I had dogs that terrorized Yeah, me. yeah, yeah, like those then, junkyard dogs. The third thing I'm afraid of is I'm afraid of, I'm, af I'm afraid of heaven. Although I can't wait to get there, I'm afraid of heaven. This is, this is what I fear. Mm. I fear that this is why I pray so hard and I, and I work so hard in prayer. Is because I don't want to, I don't want to get to heaven, and the Lord say, "Well done, thy good and faithful servant." But let me show you what you could have done. Let me oh, show you Lord. what you could have had. Let me show you what you missed. And so, wow. To Jesus, to live in a way that when I get to heaven, the Lord doesn't say, "Well done," but He says, "You've done everything." Enter into your, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Wow. And that's my prayer. I feel like this whole podcast was a big prayer. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. And I believe that the people there are um, are touched yeah. by the power of God. I could feel the power of God moving. Our prayer is that your home would become a house of God. Good. Your workplace would become a house of God. That you wouldn't have a prayer life, but a life of prayer. Good. Lord, teach us to pray. We want to grow. We want to be ignited. We want our hearts to burn. Mm. We want our hearts to burn. My heart is burning mm. right now. I know. Catch the fire. Catch the fire, man. Matt, love you. Love you, brother. And uh, I know you'll be back on soon. And Come on. They can tune into you at Jubilee Boston, right? Jubilee Boston, um, PMKT Jubilee on all social media handles. Uh, MatthewKThompson.com is my ministry uh, website where you can get yep. prayer mantles. You can get my pray book you can yeah. you can go on Apple Music and download when you yeah. pray prayer album and um, or they could come to Victory Outreach when you come Come to pray. Victory Outreach somebody I'll be here I'm here all the time he's okay? always here man. he's family man he's like part of our team we yeah. love you Matt and uh listen guys if you were blessed today be sure to subscribe share this podcast also leave some comments some questions and so and, and leave questions about prayer because when we do this again with Pastor Matt when he comes back. Uh, we want to talk about Maybe next time we're going to fasting. That would be dope. I love to talk about fasting. There are certain things that cannot be released without fasting. Without fasting, that's right. And prayer. That's the next dimension. Yeah. So we love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. I pray your heart is burning like ours. And we'll see you next time. Be sure to subscribe.